Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Sunday, December the 31st, 2023. It is currently 4.43 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where it's a warm 70s. I think it's in the 70s. It's it's a nice, warm January day here in West Texas, the way January was meant to be, right? It was never meant to be cold. It was never meant to be snow because those things are the sign of a curse. Snow, ice, cold, that's a sign of a curse. And what it tries to tell you is you should not live wherever those things occur and that you should move, right? Why people stay there? Well, it's a pretty it's a pretty powerful spiritual picture and how people don't respond to rebuke and chastisement very well. They just stay there and continue to suffer and continue to suffer. You should leave. Okay, all right. I'm joking, having a little bit of fun, but it is warm today. It got it's warm here in the studio, but I hope you're having a great last day of 2023. Now I know, look, if we really think about this, if we really think about this, the only thing that's going to change at midnight is just numbers on a calendar. The only thing that's going to change at midnight is something on the clock, right? I mean, time is going to change. The date will change, but nothing else changes. Nothing significant really happens other than our own mind, right? We get to the end of the year and we're like, okay, all right, this. And then we take a time to to kind of evaluate our life and evaluate ourselves, And we're going to make all these changes. And I under, and look, that's all good. That's all wonderful. I'm not criticizing it. You're making your, you know, your resolutions or what you're going to do. You set your goals, all of those things. I'm not here to criticize it, but I'm just saying when you really get down to it, the only thing that's going to happen is, well, nothing. You're just going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be a new day. And then guess what? Tuesday, once Tuesday gets here, it's over. All the holidays are over. It's over. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, it's all over. It's all, And you're right back to a new year, right back to time to make the donuts. I know that's a very well-dated reference, but you get the idea. It, right back to the daily grind, right back to the routine. And and we, you may start off that routine with a little bit more enthusiasm. You may start off with a little bit more commitment, but sooner or later, reality just kind of kicks in. And then all of the, the excitement and the emotion that started off those, you know, those, those resolutions and those things you're going to do, it all kind of tends to fade away. And I hate that reality. Like in some ways, I wish I did not know that. In some ways, I wish I could just maintain all year, that kind of enthusiasm and that kind of energy and that kind of like, I'm going to do this. And it's going to, I wish I could maintain that, but we know we, we all, we really don't always pull that off. At some point, just the newness of a new year, the enthusiasm, the hope, all of those things has to kind of give away to just personal discipline. It just has to give away to just your own personal commitment to whatever you're committed to. And there's something I'm trying to get you to commit to. And that is our Sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge for 2024. The goal is very simple to try to have you each day take your mobile device, whether your phone or tablet, 
open up the Sermons 2.0 app, which you can download at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, and it is absolutely free. Download that particular app, and then each day you're going to open that app, and you're going to try to choose a sermon as randomly as possible. Now, yes, you can look up a subject. You can, you can look up a scripture. That's okay. But once you look up the subject or the scripture, you don't sit there and go through and go, oh, that's Presbyterian. Oh, that's Baptist. Oh, that's Lutheran. No, no, no. You just then just choose. You don't try to look for the title that you think that you just choose randomly from that point on. And then you listen to that sermon. Then you take a notebook. Remember I told you to buy a notebook that you're going to use for the Sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge for 2024, right? And then guess what you do? You write down the name of the sermon. You write down the date. You write down the name of the church. And then you write a like a one-sentence summary, like a one-sentence summary that you take from that sermon. Now, you can also take notes on the sermon and put them in the same notebook. You'll just number the pages, and then right there when you make your list of all the sermons, you'll write down the page number for where your notes are found. And the key is by the end of 2024, you have a notebook that lists every sermon you listen to during the Sermons 2.0 Sermon Challenge of 2024. You have a like a one-sentence summary of the sermon, so you can go back and remember it. You may have the scripture reference right, written down, and you'll have a list and you may have a notebook filled with sermon notes. Now, are, are you going to make it every single day? I Look, the, 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 I'm not going to sit there and worry whether you are or aren't. The goal is you're going to have hopefully far more than you would normally have and you're going to have something written down and, and hopefully those one sentence summaries will, you'll remember something from the sermon when you get to the end of 2024. That's what we want you to do. That's that's what we want you to do. I got mine right here. We've kind of already started. We're trying to get people already trying to, to build that habit, to develop that habit. I've already been having a little bit of fun with it. Hopefully you've been having a little bit of fun <laughs> and and hopefully you're finding some interesting sermons. Now, I would love to hear what you're listening to. I would like if you hear a sermon like, oh, the 10 minute mark, you should do a, you, you should go listen to that 10 minute mark. Maybe you'll want to do something with it and I'll I'll give me the sermon, send me the link and I'll go, I'll go listen to it. Um, I just I really want us using the app because it's this great resource and we take it for granted. There's millions and millions of sermons. Thousands of sermons are being added every single week, and they're right there available to you, free of charge. So how can we best use that to keep us focused on the preaching of God's Word? Through the preaching and the teaching of God's Word, which is so important. So that's what we're trying to do. So what I thought I would do today is, one, take a few minutes just to remind you that, hey, the year is coming to an end, 2023 is coming to an end. 2024, hours away now, hours away. In one, in one way, nothing big changes, but in another way, it kind of gives us a chance to kind of maybe restart, try something new, whatever, however you would like to describe it for yourself. But the point is we are, start, we are trying this challenge. So what I wanted to do is to remind you of the challenge and then add maybe a little fun element to it. Now, I don't know how well this is going to work. I think for those of you who are far more creative and artistic, you may be able to make, you may be able to add this to your notebook to really add an artistic flair to it. For those of us who cannot draw a straight line with a ruler, I'm not drawing anything, but maybe I could, maybe I could add to my, add to my notebook. Maybe, maybe I could just, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to incorporate this, but I think it's kind of a cool, 
idea. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to look. Now, one of these is very much debated, right? One of these is very much debated. And I can understand why one of these would be debated. But we're going to look at one. And I've learned these in multiple Bible colleges. I wish I, I have another uh, book. Uh, I think it's um, at, the, uh, at the church. I think it's on the table behind the pulpit. Um, because I think they give the, they have their own list. But I have here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 12 symbols for the Bible that are used in the Bible. In other words, the Bible uses this symbolic language to describe itself, to describe the Bible itself. Now, there may be more. And if you want, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you what's listed here in the book that I have in front of me. And then if you want to add to it, oh, I would love to see your list, but here's what I want to do. I want you to do. I'm going to go through each one of these symbols, maybe briefly mention it. I want you to write these symbols down. And then when you're listening to a sermon for the Sermons 2.0 Challenge, what you can do is you can go, how was the scriptures being used in that sermon? Were they being used like this symbol or this symbol? And then you can draw the symbol next to it to go, oh, that sermon used the scripture in this way or maybe in multiple ways. Now, you may not want to do the drawing. Maybe you want, but it'll give you something else to listen to. Let me, let's just start with the first one. The first one is very simple. The first one is very straightforward. Let's go to Psalm 43. Let's go to Psalm 43. Psalm 43. Psalm 43. This is not the scripture. I would, I think I would have gone a different way. I think I would have gone a different way here. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't, why did you go with this one? All right. Okay. Well, here, Psalm 43, three, oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto the holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Now, that one does not specifically say, but it is, it is saying, oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Send out your light and truth. And so they say the first symbol for the Bible in the Bible is the idea of light. The Bible is symbolized as light. All right. They also have 2 Peter 1.19 here. 2 Peter 1.19. 2 Peter 1.19. Where we read this, 2 Peter 1.19. Yeah, why are they going with 2 Peter 1.19? I, okay, I'm in chapter 2. Okay, I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. Maybe this one will make a little bit more sense. All right, here we go. So yeah, this is a little bit better. 2 Peter 1.19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, right? And he is comparing it to what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. And he said, we have something more sure than what they experienced, that supernatural event they experienced on the Mount of Transfiguration. We have a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. We have a more sure word of prophecy that is like light shining in darkness. The word of God is symbolized by light. Now, I have a cross-reference here. Now, this this book, for some reason, skipped this verse, and I do not know why, but I believe it has a reference to Psalm 119, 
which is exactly where I would have gone to start off with, all right? Psalm 119, 105, this is the, I don't know, why didn't they use this one? I have no idea. This makes me nervous on the, on the scripture references they have here. Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The Bible, a, a symbol for the scriptures themselves is light. The Bible serves as light. So if you're listening to a sermon and you feel that the way the Bible is being utilized in that sermon is to bring light, to give you insight, for you to see something, then you can just identify that, you know, at the five minute mark, this sermon really is using scripture as light to identify a truth, to identify an error, to identify our motivation or whatever the case may be. It is serving as light. It's giving you insight. It's helping you see in the darkness. It is dispelling and displacing the darkness with the light of God's word. It is light and preaching of God's word at sometimes that preaching is really preaching the word in a way that is all about bringing light, all about removing the darkness. There's the first symbol. Symbol number two, the book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 23. Jeremiah, chapter 23. They want us to look at verse 29. Jeremiah 23, 29. I'll go to verse 28 for some kind of context. Jeremiah 23, 28. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. God's word, the symbol for God's word in the Bible is a hammer. So as you're listening, does this sermon use the scriptures as a hammer? That is to break something into pieces, to smash something, to break something. Is it, is it smashing a lie, a falsehood? Is it smashing your pride? Is it smashing your sin? How, how is it being used as a hammer? So is it light? Is it showing you something? Enlightening you? Helping you understand? Or is it a hammer and it's just breaking and smashing? So the first symbol is light. Second symbol is a hammer. The third symbol is used right there in Jeremiah 23, 29, Right? We, we saw it, Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like as a fire? It is a fire. Now, what? how do we understand a fire? That's something that you could work on right there. A fire, a fire. Does a fire provide heat? Yeah. Does the fire provide, a, it's a tool. I mean, it's a very useful tool. You can cook on it, right? Is it? Is it to be, it's like, it's useful or a, fire can consume and burn something to the ground. How do we understand God's word as a fire? Which way do you would you go with it? But three symbols so far. The word of God is, is symbolized as light, as a hammer, and as fire. Now, you know the next one. You know the next one. Hebrews chapter 4. You know this one very well. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, 
Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 for the word of the of the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and as a discerner of the hearts thoughts and intents of the heart is God's word in the preaching of it in the sermons that you're listening to is the God's word being used as a sword here to do a, this is using a sword almost in a surgical procedure to divide to cut open it's it's doing a work on you. Do you see it as a sword in that way? Now, we also know it can be used as a sword in a different way, right? That's using a sword almost in a surgical way to, to divide, to cut apart. It can also be used this way in Ephesians 6, 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is used almost as an offensive weapon. Is it being used to to fight? Is it being used to to go after something fraudulent? So when you listen to a sermon, is is the sermon is the word of God being used as a sword, as almost a surgical weapon to divide, to reveal, or is it being there to attack or to fight off an enemy? So the word of God is described as light. The word of God is described described or symbolized by a hammer. It is described or symbolized by fire. It is described and symbolized by the idea of a sword. Now, the next one is somewhat disputed. I don't know how you're going to feel about the next one. It's also in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Now, they don't offer any explanation for this one, I was kind of confused when I saw the scripture that they used here. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now they say that is the shield of faith is the scriptures. Others will say, no, there's nothing that actually says that. But then you could argue faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? You want to look up that reference with me? You want to look up that reference with me? Let's look up that reference. Right? Let's let's look up that reference. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, where is that scripture at? That's Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So is the shield of faith the scripture since scripture is what brings the faith? Is it, or is faith separate from it? So I'm not so sure about that one. I don't know if it stands as a shield. Does the scripture stand as a shield? To quench the, uh, how it's used in Ephesians. Um, to, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, sh- uh, above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Are we able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked by faith? Or is it by the word of God? which is the source of faith. I struggle. I'm not so sure about that one. Light, no question. Hammer, no question. Fire, no no question. Sword, no question. Shield, ah, I'm not not so sure. I'm not so sure. All right. Then they they have the next one, but I'm not going to add it because, well, it's it's just another word for light. They go with lamp here. Then they finally go to Psalm 119, which they should have went with light. I don't think I'm going to separate lamp from light. That seems ridiculous, right? Same thing. At least in my, in my estimation, it's the same thing. 
So we're not gonna we're not gonna do anything with that one. All right. So we got light, we got hammer, we got fire, we got sword, shield. I would put a question mark there. I'm not so sure about that one. Lamp. It's the same thing as light. So we're not gonna add that one. Then they have this one, Luke chapter eight. Luke chapter eight. Luke chapter eight, verse 11. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. The word of God is described as a seed. Look at first Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one. I'm using this very little Bible. I mean, like this thing is so little. First Peter chapter one, trying to even turn the pages. First Peter chapter one, verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The word of God is seed. So when you're listening to a sermon, you're like, okay, the word of God here is being used as light. It's being used as a hammer. It's being used as a fire. It's being used as a sword. It may be used as a shield of faith because the scripture here is there to build up my faith. And it's used as seed. It is planting something. It is planting something that hopefully will grow and turn into a harvest of some kind of spiritual benefit. It's, it's giving me something here that I can plant and hopefully something will grow from it. All right, so we have light, we have hammer, we have fire, we have sword, possibly shield, we have seed. Next, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Book of James, if I can get to it. Here we go. I'm telling you, I should just be using my normal Bible here. James chapter 1. Let's look at verse 23. James chapter 1, verse 23. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face and a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now, this is the idea of, you know, hey, if we, if we look at God's word and walk away, we're kind of like someone looking into a mirror. So there's, they, so the argument is, and I think there's at least, at least some, I think, grounds for this, that in a roundabout way, scripture is being described and being symbolized as a mirror. In other words, it's a mirror. It's, you see yourself. So in the preaching of God's word, is the God's word being used as a mirror for you to see yourself? Or is it being used as a window for you to go look out and go point your finger at someone else? Hey, some sermons, let's just be honest, they're all about windows. Like it's it's all about condemning other people and not about sins that are mostly most likely prevalent within the congregation. It's like, we're going to go after those liberals. We're going to go after this and we're going to go after that. And it's like, uh, how about, how about we hold that? Instead of preaching a window, let's preach up, uh, let's put up a mirror and see ourselves, right? Because I think that's what we should do, right? So the word of God is symbolized as light, hammer, fire, sword, shield, Seed or mirror. As you're listening to the preaching for the Sermons 2.0 Sermon Challenge of 2024, 
As you write the, you write down the name of the sermon, you write down the name of the church, you, you write down the date, you, maybe the scripture reference, and you may just draw a little picture of light, hammer. Maybe it's used in multiple ways. Just to, just to kind of give you something to look at and going, oh, are you, even if you just abbreviate it as L, H, F, S, uh, uh, well, you're going to have to do a little bit more. S H S E M I, however you want to abbreviate it. And just, you can see it. And it kind of gives you an idea that, oh, that sermon really, the scriptures was very much being used as light, or it was very much being used as a hammer, or man, it was very much being used as a mirror for us to see ourselves. However, the case may be, you may have multiple ones. You can do this in your sermon notes as well, that, hey, he used this scripture here. This went, this went all very much a sword, a sword as a, uh, as a weapon, a sword as an offensive weapon or a def- defensive weapon. Or it went, it went, uh, this is using it as a sword to, to divide our, our thoughts and our motivations. Next, 1 Peter 2.2. 2. Now, you know this one, 1 Peter 2.2. 2, and all the next ones are all somewhat I mean, they're very similar. How we want to separate these, you, you can do your own work on it. First Peter 2, 2. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It is milk. And what we, I think typically what we mean by milk is that's like that foundational truth. Sometimes the scriptures are being used in a sermon to lay down very foundational principles, foundational concepts, very elementary concepts that you need. And you need to ha- be reminded of those elementary concepts. And you need to constantly be standing on those elementary concepts that, so that you can move and advance to deeper things. That's First Peter 2, 2. How about Hebrews 5.14? Hebrews 5.14. All right, I'll go to verse 13, Hebrews 5.13. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. See, milk is for babies. Milk is those foundational principles. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who are by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Sometimes scripture is being used in a sermon as meat. It is like, this is a four course meal. Jump in. This is it. Sometimes it's very much milk. Now that doesn't mean, listen, don't ever look down on a milk sermon. Don't ever look down on it. Don't ever despise it because you still need those basic fundamental, you know, foundational principles preached and re-preached and taught over and over and over and over and over and over. Just as you need the very basic elements of nutrition. You don't get the basic elements of nutrition. Like, okay, I'm good. I don't need any of that anymore. I'm going to go get... No, you still need that. Now, the next one... I'm going to look at this one before I state it. Because I'm a little... I don't know. Why would they go here? Let me look at it. Okay, well, I think it'll work. I think it'll work. So go to Ezekiel chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat thou that eat that thou findest. Eat this roll and go and speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. Now this is like a scroll. 
scroll, like, like it's the word of God, like eat it. And it says, and he said unto me, son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll so that I give thee. Then did I eat and it, it was in my mouth as honey and sweetness. The word of God is not only is it milk, not only is it meat, in a sense, it is honey. There is a sweetness to it. In some sermons, you get the sweet part of God's word. It's something sweet, something pleasing, something soothing, something comforting. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's milk. Sometimes it's meat. Sometimes it's honey. And then Ephesians 5, 26. Ephesians 5, 26. Ephesians 5, 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that it is water for washing. Sometimes God's word in, in, is being used in a sermon to wash, to cleanse you from your sin, from your unfilthiness, unfilth- from, your, from your filthiness, not your unfilthiness, from your filthiness, from your unrighteousness. Now those are symbols for the Bible. Light, hammer, fire, sword. Some say shield. You can give me your uh, arguments pro-shield or anti-shield, right? As, As it being a symbol of God's word. Lamp. Okay, well, we've already got light, so we're not going to add that. If you wanted to put it down, you can, but it's the same thing as light, right? That's the Psalm 119, 105 passage. Seed. Seed. That's Luke 8, 11 and 1 Peter 1, 23. Seed. Mirror, where you look and you see yourself. Milk. Meat. Honey. And water. Whenever our pastor opens up God's word and preaches it and begins to expound and teach in some way, shape, or form, the word of God is being utilized in some way. Maybe it's to try to reveal something to you as light. Maybe it's a hammer. It's trying to smash something. It's trying to break something into a million pieces. It's trying to knock something down. Maybe it's a fire. It's supposed to burn something up. Now, you can see if you think fire would be a negative or it could be a positive. You could see how you want to handle that. If it's a shield, it's trying to give you that which is to protect you so that you can quench the fiery darts. If it's seed, it's trying to plant something that should, that should grow and develop into something beneficial. If it's a mirror, it's being used to say, no, 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 don't look at your neighbor. Don't look at your spouse. Don't look at anybody else. Don't look at what anyone else has done wrong. Look at yourself. Just look at yourself. If it's milk, that's the foundational principles. If it's meat, that's the deeper principles. If it's honey, that's what tastes and is sweet and comforting and soothing. And if it's water, it's what cleanses. Now, as you listen, if, if you listen to a sermon today, what, what, what do you feel it was? How was scripture being used? How was it being used? Come on. You went to church today. How was it used? You may have already participated in your sermons 2.0 sermon challenge today. How was the scriptures being used there? Now, it may not always be simple. It may not always be straightforward, but it gives you something else to, to listen for. It gives you something else to look out for because then that helps you get more out of the sermon. Remember my discussion about the buffalo and the sermon. We want to use every single part of it. We don't want to miss Anything. 
hopefully you will do that. And hopefully I'll see some notebooks with some, some of those things drawing. And if you're not an artist, I want to see how you're going to put it in your symbol, in your, uh, in your notebook, how you're going to put this symbol there. I'm going to have to come up with like a little code to do it because I can't draw anything. I literally cannot draw anything. Now, I don't know for you, the sermon I listened to today was entitled The Sin of Worldliness, Love Not the World uh, from Faith Baptist Church. It was preached on January the 7th, 2001, or at least that's the date on the sermon Sermons 2.0 app, which, of course, it fit in somewhat with what I preached today. It fit uh, somewhat what I preached today, because what I did is I, I, I typed in the uh, lectionary uh, scripture, the, and that's what popped up, and that's the one I went with. So again, it random in the sense that I didn't go through them and look. I just I typed in First John 2, I think 15 through 17, that popped up, boom, hit play, and started listening to it. Now, they approached it in a very different way than I did. I, I preached from that this morning, and I asked lots of very tif- difficult questions about this, and I put forth a hypothesis about, well, love not the world and what that actually means. I don't know if anyone liked my hypotheses, but I had to give us something that I think was tangible that we could grab onto. So you could you could look and how did I use it? Well, I didn't really use it as a hammer. I didn't really really use it as a light. I did use it a little bit as a mirror because I wanted to see ourselves on our own failure. Right? I did want to give light, maybe to try to give us some insight. I, I don't know. You you could you see it's not always going to be so easily to identify. But it just gives you something else to listen to while you're like these these little things that we do just get just helps the sermon become hopefully more beneficial to you. Now I wanted to spend some time reviewing the message that I heard this morning. I wanted to uh, review the intro, but obviously we're not going to do that now because this was all about the symbols for the Bible: light, hammer, fire, sword, shield? Question mark. Seed, mirror, milk, meat, honey, water. What do you think? Love to get your thoughts. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Now, I know this. Going into 2024, we definitely are going to need light because it's going to get dark. We're going to need a hammer because we're going to need to smash some things. We definitely may need some fire. I don't know exactly which way to go with the fire idea. You can tell me what you think. All right. We definitely are going to need a sword to do surgery on us and to, to, to for an offensive weapon and a defensive weapon. We're going to definitely need a shield. So if scripture isn't the shield, we need then the shield of faith. But then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. All right. It just seems like there's a connection there. We definitely need things planted in us in 2024. In fact, you, we need to get the seed planted in us at the beginning of 2024 that hopefully by the end of 2024, it's grown into something much more spiritually advantageous and beneficial than we than we were experiencing at the beginning of 2024. We definitely need a mirror. We need to be looking in the mirror Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because we got our own problems. I know we want to go yell and scream at the world, but we got our own problems. We definitely need milk and we definitely need meat and we definitely need honey And we definitely need water because we definitely need to be cleansed.
there you go. Thank you for tuning in. Now, I know we're fast approaching the end of the year. We've got about six, seven hours away from the end of 2023. It's hard to believe. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to believe. I think tomorrow I may review or at least go back and remind ourselves what was the first message that I uh, first podcast episode of 2023. And it's hard to believe all like I don't even know how many. In fact, maybe maybe I can pull it up. I can give us a maybe a roundabout number. This won't be perfect. I can give us a roundabout number. Let's see here. Um, let me see if I can pull this up. I'm pulling this up on my iPad. I'd probably give us a decent number. I don't know how well this will work, but let me look here. Let me pull this up. All right, I'm going to go to my podcast. All right, I'm going to choose Theology Central podcast. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not even very helpful. That's not even very helpful. I was going to pull them up and go back to, uh, to where it all started in, uh, in 2023 and try to count exactly how many episodes there's been in 2023. There has been a lot. There has been a lot. Uh, yeah, it would take me. It would take me a good. I don't even know how long to finally get to the beginning of it. Uh, I could count them out, but yeah, that is. It's crazy how many uh, episodes I've done. How many? So many hours of content. So many hours of content. Yeah, I'm still going back. I'm still I don't even know how many there are. It would it would take me forever to break them down. I thought there was a way I could filter them down. It would take forever. But yeah, if you go back and look at all the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hundreds and hundreds of episodes we've done in 2023, I do hope something has proven to be beneficial. I hope we've done something that's been helpful. And yes, we've kind of stumbled into this Sermons 2.0 app challenge. It really was not even where I was focused. I had a completely different idea for 2024. We've kind of fallen into this. I still may implement my other idea for 2024, but we kind of just stumbled into this, which is what I love to do on this podcast sometimes. It's just kind of like, I just kind of let it, it kind of guides me sometimes of where we're headed. But we've spent a lot, I don't know how many you've listened to this year, but we have spent a lot of hours together. And hopefully something we've done has been beneficial. There's been ups, twists, turns uh, throughout the year. We've done, accomplished some good things, probably failed at many things, but it's all coming to an end. For those who have been a part of it, thank you. If you listened, great. If you posted a review somewhere, great. If you gave us a thumbs up, great. Even if you listened and gave us a thumbs down and wrote a negative review in a very mean email, hey, thank you because you still listened. Um, for those who who uh, supported the ministry financially, we greatly appreciate that. Someone this morning uh, sent a donation for uh, $50, and we very, 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 very much appreciate that. That's very, very help, help, helpful, and we are very grateful for that. So thank you so very much for everyone who listened. I'm, you know, on one way, on one, on, in one way, 
it's just it's just the end of a year, right? Like I know it we 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 assign so much meaning to that. But the reality is we're going to wake up tomorrow's 2024 and at some point I'll sit in front of this microphone and I'll probably will mess it up and I'm going to say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is January the 1st, 2024. And well, let's get started. And we kind of, when it, when you look back, and if you may want to just look back over the year, just scroll through all the episodes for 2023 and just, I don't know how many of those you listen to, but I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot that we did, right? I, I can't say how successful it's been. That's, I, I don't know if I can ever, do, but I know this. I, I will stand by this. I don't think there's a podcast on the face of the earth. I don't think there's a church on the face of the earth that produces more content than we produce. Now, is that content any good? Only you can determine that. But we definitely tried. So we'll go into 2024. Business as usual. Where things are going in 2024, I don't know. But I know this. We're going to need light. We're going to need a hammer. We're going to need fire. We're going to need a sword. We're going to need a shield. We're going to need seed. We're going to need a mirror. We're going to need milk. We're going to need meat. We're going to need honey. And we're going to need water. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a great evening, whatever you do. Hopefully it's fun. Hopefully you have a great time. Family, food, friends. Whatever. Have a wonderful one. A wonderful evening. Count down the new year. And uh, hopefully we all have a blessed and positive 2024. God bless.